Welcome to Sound Off. The Sound Off host is Brad Bennett, who has served this country as a Marine Corps sergeant during the Vietnam War and has served this community as a three-term member of the Duluth School Board. Now, Sound Off and let your voice be heard. Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Well, good Friday, good Friday morning, Northlanders. Yes, we are here in the first hour, the morning hour here on 610 KDAL. I got my first political uh, uh, press release from Nikki Haley for president this week, Kenny. And I'm wondering how many, you know, we heard uh, we heard a bunch of people, specifically, uh, what's his name? The guy with, uh, oh, the guy with CNN uh, that came out immediately, Don Lemon. He's a host, a co-host of a morning show, and... Uh, when Nikki Haley said something to the effect, uh, you know, when I when I get in there, we're going to clean out the political establishment, the permanent class politicians. We'll have term limits for Congress, mandatory mental competency tests for politicians over 75 years of age. And, of course, Bernie Sanders, who's well over 75 years of age, said, that's absurd. That's absurd. Was it absurd? Do you think? Do you think that's uh, that's just way out of line to to have a competition? Now, what she was referring to is a ten minute, a basic question test for competency that is put out by a group called the Montreal Cognitive Assessment. It's a ten minute test used by healthcare professionals to assess cognitive decline. To ask people to answer simple questions and complete tasks like. What day is it? Friday. Draw a clock. Copy this cube. Identify the following animals. And they had four or five animals on this chart. They have a rhinoceros and a camel and a lion. And and like she went on to say, she said, politicians and judges make important decisions every day that affects millions of people. The American people have a right to know if politicians 75 years of age or older Uh, can do the job they signed up for. Too often, Washington politicians think they're entitled to their taxpayer-funded jobs. Some hide the truth about their mental and physical health from voters, and the media plays along. This is about transparency. This is about respecting voters enough to tell them the truth. So I don't know. I, well, I, mean, I think she got a lot of grief. She got a lot of grief about it. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, what if they were to take lie detector tests? Oh, jeez. I mean, seriously, what if that was one <laughs> well, of the half pre-res- of them would be uh, half of them would be out of jobs, wouldn't they? Well, I'm not suggesting that if they're caught lying for anything that they wouldn't qualify. But who would step forward or not if that was one of the requirements of being an elected official? Well, and, and, and you and don't uh, might have a standard, I, you know, list of questions. Yeah, and, and very simple test that that doctors give to any of their patients that they think might be in the throes of early Alzheimer's or incompetency. Yeah, like have you ever you know. murdered somebody? I mean, you know, I'm just thinking out loud here. I mean, <laughs> you know, just things like you know, have you murdered somebody? Have uh, you uh, ever committed a crime? And 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 it's not to determine. It wouldn't be to determine whether or not what they're saying 
what the truth is, just whether or not they're yeah. lying or not, or telling just the truth. Whether or not they're lying. And maybe right. something like, have you ever had thoughts of becoming a politician and possibly getting rich because of it? No. Oh, yes. that's a big. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, a lie. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> have you been uh, speaking of uh, speaking of uh, lying? Have you been watching this court case that's on TV? It's on all this, uh, m- many, many the, of the channels. What is the attraction to this? Well, it's an attor- the guy's an attorney, well-established yeah. in a community in South yeah. Carolina. And he has, uh, he has been charged with killing his wife and son. Yeah. He has another son that he let live, if, if he in fact but did But I'm these. sorry, he's not O.J. Simpson. Oh, no. No, no. I mean, this is 24-7 live coverage. You go to the networks, it's like, I don't want to watch this. Well, part of it, I I didn't want to watch it either, but I I happened to go on to Fox News yesterday to look up something else, and there was this trial, and I got caught up in the moment when they were asking him about stealing money from his clients. Because I don't know if you've heard heard about this portion of it, but as an attorney, many times attorneys will take into account funds for their clients for retirement purposes or for pensions and that kind of thing, you know, and uh, or tr- uh, for trusts. You know, they set up a, a trust for the family and they'll fund it through donations from the people themselves. Well, evidently, he has uh, absconded with hundreds of thousands of dollars from his own friends and relatives that had given him money to put into trust. And so the attorney that was asking him the questions yesterday started asking him, why? Why did you feel you needed to do this? And that's when I really got interested. Because it turned out, Kenny, that he claims he's been using it to buy drugs. Uh, uh, First, prescription drugs. They were... uh, Oh, God, I forget. It's one of the main painkillers. Well, they're uh, opioids. Oxycontin? Yeah. Uh, oxycodone. That's what it was. Yeah. It was oxycodone. Yeah. And at first, he was doing it on a prescription basis. He was getting them from a doctor. And then the doctor wouldn't give them anymore. So he started stealing money and buying them on the open market. And he was taking something like 50 to 60 pills a day. And I'm thinking... Holy cow, how could you even function on that kind of stuff? And it's uh, it's kind of interesting to find that, you know, when they when they say his wife, it's his estranged wife. They had not been living together for a long, long time. Evidently, she'd been she had her own home and the younger son was with her. The older son who was uh, in college, uh, he was on his own pretty much. But uh, but when he came home, he went to the dad's house and that kind of thing. But it's. It's kind of interesting the way this whole thing is unfolding. You know, if I had that much time on my hands, I'd want to watch the DNR Eagle Cam or something. I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. something like that. Have you seen that, by the way? That's kind of uh, been the thing where the the eagle is, is. uh, you know, they're uh, taking care of the egg. And uh, they're in their nest. And the snow comes. And and all you can see is the head of the eagle. Yeah, it's covered which in is snow. White, usually, yeah. And then you see it finally emerge and break through the uh, snow and uh, flap its wings, and 
flies away, and the next eagle comes along and takes its turn. It's kind of neat. Takes its turn. Male and female both take their turn, warming up the eggs, it, keeping it warm. Yeah. You know the thing that I've been amazed at, Kenny, is they they make these nests out of some pretty substantial twigs and sticks. My understanding is that they they found one that weighed a ton. Oh my God. A ton. Well, I've seen a few of them down in, uh, you know, along Highway 61, as I used to make calls down there for my business. I, I used to notice a C1 at least on the top of a kind of a power line, and it was huge. It was like six, eight feet across. Uh, it was massive. And I'm wondering how that egg stays without getting busted when the eagle kind of lands and sits down on it. And those eagles are, you know, fairly substantial birds. I'll bet you they go 20 pounds probably. <clears throat> and then they're pushing down on these sticks and branches and stuff. Yeah. You'd think the egg would bust. Yeah, and that's the thing about it is it's so fragile. It's at the top of a tree that's, I don't know, 100, 200 feet, however high they're yeah. up there. Oh, yeah. And they're Huge. in a very vulnerable location uh, as far as, you know, if the egg falls, and I'm sure that happens, then it's over for that little guy. But uh, I don't know. It's just kind of neat uh, how how fragile and... They're able to overcome yeah. some extremes, it seems like, but yeah. Well, it was almost as fragile as uh, uh, Mark Andre Fleur's ego uh, up until last night. <laughs> and his ego had been crushed. You know, he had been replaced as the starting goaltender for the while. And uh, the uh, guy that took his place had been in there for three wins in a row. But last night against uh, Columbus, they uh, put him back in and he got a shutout, Kenny. And he's... he looked good. He looked good. He looked he looked okay. He he. There was that uh, carom off the backboards that uh, almost cost him a goal, but uh, kind of kind of threw him for a little. It was a, a nice bit. win. Yeah. You know, Columbus is not a very good hockey team, and they got the win. Uh, and now they move on it's to on Toronto. The road, you know, it's yeah, so a little tougher to win on the road. I think. Yeah, we've got wild hockey tonight on seven ten. The game six o'clock. Drop of the puck, wild at Toronto tonight, seven ten a.m. Yeah, is that tonight? I thought yeah. it was Saturday. They're in Toronto tonight. Tonight. Mm-hmm. And this, then uh, this going to be a biggie. I don't know if they yeah. can beat Toronto. Toronto was pretty well put together for the for the playoffs. A real hey, good team. I I got one thing before we go to our first break here. You know, I've been telling people that I don't have any jokes, so and I don't. What? Uh, so I had to. Well, I had to go online and I had to get knock knock jokes, and so they might be bummers. Except a guy that listens to us from time to time, and I'm not going to say anything more than that. Although I will mention his name, he uh, owns his own insurance agency for American Family Insurance up on Central Entrance. Uh, Scott Isaacson. He uh, he said, Brad, I understand you're uh, you're in need of some jokes. He said, my kids used to get a kick out of this one when they were young. Oh, so we got now a joke. You're going to give us the yeah, joke. So, yes. Good. So, And he said, now that they're teenagers, he said, they just roll their eyes. <laughs> so I'm going to give it to you. But when they were come from me. When they were yeah, kids, they, they, they thought it was funny. Yeah. When they were young, they thought it was funny. Okay. Now they, <laughs> Dad, okay. All right. Here we go. Okay. So here it comes. Yep. Knock, knock. Who's there? Little old lady. Little old lady who? Wow, Kenny, I had no idea you could yodel. Little old lady who? <laughs> yeah, now you know. The cat's out of the bag. <laughs> Little old lady who? Thank you. Uh, thank you, Scott. I appreciate that. That might be the best one I have all day. I have some other knock-knock ones, but I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. 
Well, listen, well you know, Brad. We got to go to our first break. Yeah, let's do. Huh? Let's say this though that people can text us at the text line eight four four five four eight four four five four. The text line. Send yes. us a short joke. Yeah, and preferably a knock knock if you got a funny yeah. knock knock one. We'd, one know. we have never heard before. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be right back after this first break. Your Twin Ports home for Twins baseball. In the corner. KDAL. KDAL time is 1123. Sunshine and cold. Five above is the current temperature at the National Weather Service. Not much wind. There's a slight wind chill out there, but it's not too bad. And Brad, we do have Twins baseball on KDAL. First game, of course, our preseason is tomorrow at noon. Right. Now we are going to have, what, Kenny, three days next week that our show will be moved around a little bit because of uh, Twins preseason baseball. Starting Monday. Uh, Yeah, Monday we're going to be on at 10 instead of 11. Yes. And we will be off at what? Will we be off at noon? So Monday, sound off 10 to noon. Uh, Spring training baseball, and I don't know why they call it that because it's not spring yet. It's still winter, but... (laughs) Preseason baseball well, starts. If you were down here, you'd think it was summer league. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, again, tomorrow, Twins baseball on KDAL, 12 o'clock, Twins and Tampa Bay. It is that time of the year, and uh, Mr. Thorlickson just might be able to save you a whole lot of time and effort, and wouldn't be a bad idea to save you some money either. TJ, how are you on this yeah. Friday? Oh, I'm great. I, I'm taking three weeks off. I'm going to go down to the beach. And, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? That <laughs> would be the, wonderful, and you probably yeah, you probably deserve it. <laughs> I tell you, it's been a hoot. Well, I blame your show, you know, but uh, you can pat your guys' self on the back because it's just been really nice. Uh, just dozens well, and dozens and dozens of calls and people coming in, and we're just really helping a lot of Northlanders out, and that you know cheers me up because that's why I do what I do. So, exactly. So, Exactly. But I curse you sometimes so, when I go, come on now, quit, but it's maybe nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had but a question for you this morning because as I was doing sure. my prep stuff, I, I saw a story, something to do with $600 of the, that the government has put off, but it's transferring of money. Do you Are you familiar with this? Evidently, next year, if you don't report transferring money, uh, if you get money from a family member or you get money through your business and and it's over $600 and you didn't report it, they, they're going to nick you for it, evidently. I haven't read that specific thing, but it sounds like it's related to that whole Venmo, Zelle, all those money transferring accounts. Where, and that's yes. why they stopped doing it for this year because they were all saying, you know, Iris was saying right up to the end of the year that those companies are going to have to send out 1099s, which is the irs form of you got money from our organization like a credit card company and then because they couldn't decide what was family member or business they decided not to do it for this particular tax year but yes they are working on figuring out a way to decide how to do that because a lot of people are doing business through venmo or something like that paypal and they don't send out 1099s so a lot of people figure, well, they're not going to send any official forms. I guess I don't have an official business, so I won't record it. And I, you know, I get to keep all that money. And you know, the IRS, they're like, that doesn't sound so good. We'd like our fair share of that. But exactly. Back to that personal part. Well, here's no, the you're, part. Uh, out of you're right on so top I'm, of it because that's what it was about was Venmo and, and PayPal yeah. and those kind of things. Yep. 
Well, here's what surprises you. So be prepared. You might want to hang on to the table for this, is that they, there's some of those uh, money transferring apps had a little thing you could click a box that said this was going to a family member, okay? But here's the part that's shocking. People were lying and doing business and clicking the box to say it's them. Can you believe that? People would lie. <laughs> I can't believe that. <laughs> I was in shock myself, you know. It's like no one's looking, click a box. And that's one of the reasons they couldn't really verify what was what. And they're trying to find different ways to do that. But, I mean, I'm as you know, I have no problem paying the government what, what I owe them. And everybody that I work with, that's how it works. But why pay them? Oh, yeah. I mean, why? Why pay them extra? If you've got a business like that and you're, you know, afraid that next year they're going to make you get all these 1099s, yeah, but there's so many deductions that are for the business. The, the legitimate ones, you would be surprised how little you have to pay in tax when you use the right deductions. If you lie and pretend the company didn't exist and then they audit you and they see all the deposits in your bank account, they know it's a business and then you got penalties and interest and all that crazy stuff. If you're upfront about it, put it on a tax return, get all the deductions you need, give them their 200 bucks worth of tax or whatever it is, and then you're done and you never have to worry about anybody you know, coming after you. And I'm telling that's you, folks, good. that's why we have TJ on with us once a week like this on Fridays is because he's absolutely right. There are so many deductions that you could be taking that you may not even know about unless you are a professional like he is or unless you have access to a professional. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you his phone number. I'm going to give you some contact uh, stuff on how to contact him. TJ is one of those professionals that you may want to call at 218-279-1920. Just tell him you heard us talking on the radio and he'd be more than happy to answer questions for you. And man, if you've got a small business, it may be worth your while to have him do your taxes because he knows the ins and outs of what the IRS will accept and what they won't. A lot of it is just like he said, just uh, being honest and telling the truth right up front. Kenny, we got to take our CBS News, and then we'll come back with more here on a Friday edition. KDAL time is 11.35, 6 above, calm at Superior's Richard I. Bong Airport, 6 above, no wind chill, Brad. Uh, boy, that's uh, quite a relief up in Hibbing right now. We have fair skies, 2 above, northwest wind at 5. So, yeah, there's a 8 below wind chill. Isn't that something how a 2 above... And a yeah. five-mile-an-hour wind, <laughs> and it's eight below on the wind chill. Oofta. Now, yesterday and, in Duluth. And it feels great compared to what we had, right? Yeah, it really does. Yesterday, the high in Duluth was nine. Now, that was just before midnight. The daytime high yesterday in Duluth was six. The low yesterday was minus four. Normal this time of the year is 28 and nine. And Duluth did it, Brad. We set a daily record snowfall yesterday, 6.2 inches. We shattered that old record, and uh, the uh, 6.2 uh, puts us at 92.3. We're 27.7 inches above normal for seasonal snowfall total. We're going to go way over 100 inches, no doubt about it, I think. So the uh, daily record snowfall uh, for February 23rd was 3.9 inches back in 1893. My goodness, so that old record, that 130-year-old record fell. Just crushed it. 6.2 yesterday in Duluth. We set a daily record. Also, uh, Minneapolis yesterday, 6.5. That was also a daily record yesterday for the Twin Cities. The Twin Cities, Brad, 70.7 inches on the season so far. They're 33 inches above normal. 
Oh, yeah. And there's some areas down there. I mean, again, today in the uh, Minneapolis paper, they were talking like it was such a disappointment that they didn't get what they thought. They it really get, wasn't, Brad. It wasn't because no. there were areas in Apple Valley and some of those areas that got well over 20 inches. I looked at the I looked at the forecast numbers and the actual numbers of snowfall totals. And I got to tell you, Brad, if you look at them and compare them, they're fairly close. The problem is when they say from... 15 to 20 inches people look at the 20 number yeah but if 14 inches falls hey that's pretty darn close that's no big deal Um, and then one more here marquette michigan yesterday they said to minneapolis they said to duluth yeah (laughs) 6.2 yeah okay 6.5 how about 20 inches yesterday in marquette a daily record a daily record yesterday in marquette michigan 20 inches they're at 164.6 Oh, my God. 164. Now how is that compared to a normal winter for Marquette? Marquette always well, I'm glad you asked. a lot of snow. 164.6 yeah. inches. They're 22.8 inches above normal. Oh, they are. Okay. Well, so there you go. Well, Kenny, you're going to have to bear with me on this one because I, I know you're not going to like this story. But, you know, on this show, on Sound Off, you and I don't always agree on everything. We don't always get along on everything, but we report different varying approaches to things. On this particular case, I know that you're very supportive of the state's cannabis policy and the fact that they may legalize adult use of cannabis. But I have a story out of The Independent out of England this morning that talks about a new research story that was done by the American College of Can of Don't tell of me. Cardiology. Don't tell me. And this is a. Uh, Can I guess? This is Smoking a, marijuana causes you to laugh more. No. Oh. Uh, no, it does. It does do that as well. <laughs> okay. I but d- this is this is uh, this is serious now. According to this story, the American College of Cardiology researchers uh, added people uh, that should let their doctors know that they're using the drug if they're using it on a regular basis. Because they said the research that has been done, uh, that, that this, um, this uh, consumption, whether you eat it uh, by cannabinoids, smoke it, any regular consumption could give you a heart condition, according to the new study. Here's, the, here's what the report says. CAD is the most common form of heart disease. Cholesterol narrows the arteries, supplying blood to the organ, causing chest pain, shortness of breath, and fatigue. It can also cause heart attacks, of course. And the American College of Cardiology Research added people should let their doctors know so that they can monitor their heart. Dr. Eisen Parajan, you know, we got so many Indian doctors now, a resident physician at Stanford University and the study's lead author said, we found that cannabis use is linked to CAD, which is the, that's the milder form of uh of cardiac uh, coronary artery disease, CAD, um, and he said that the we found that cannabis can be can lead to CAD, and there seems to be a dose response relationship in that the more frequent cannabis use is associated, the higher the risk of CAD. In terms of the public health message, it shows that there are probably certain harms of cannabis use that weren't recognized before, and people should take that into account. And then, of course, the other thing they mention in this story is that the cannabis that is being used today is substantially stronger than uh, that than products that were used maybe twenty, thirty years ago. Now, I'm not uh, I'm not going to hide from the fact that I 
have occasionally uh, used the product when I was younger. I don't anymore. But uh, And I didn't like the way I responded when I used it, but that was just me. So we're going to try to give you the benefit and the doubt on all of these cases. But I thought that was kind of an interesting story this morning. And that, that corresponds with some other, some other uh, stories and things that I've read about regular use on, over a long term as well. By the way, well, yes, we got a joke through the text line. Did we? Yeah. Is it a good one? Well, Is it worth using? I've heard it before, but I'll share it with you and your listeners. It's funny. Okay. All right. Okay. And again, if you want to text us, go ahead. Uh, we're looking for jokes today. 844-54-84454 on the text line. Okay. Did you know that Saudi Arabians don't like the Flintstones? Saudi Arabians don't like the Flintstones. No, I had not heard that. Why? Well, they, they don't like them in Saudi Arabia, but people in Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> Abu Dhabi do. I don't Abu Dhabi know. do. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. yeah, I've heard that. I one. had That's, heard that before, too, mm-hmm. but it's still yeah, funny. Yeah. 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 Now, see, i got to tell you, Kenny, um, some of these I pulled off the Internet they're just leakers. These knock-knock jokes. There's got to be some funny ones out there. But let me throw a couple of the out at you just so you'll see how bad they are. Knock-knock. Oh, who's there? Art. Art who? R2-D2 is my favorite <laughs> droid in Star Wars. Okay, well, you, you started, and uh, now you can continue. Okay. Knock-knock. <laughs> who's there? Weekend. Weekend Who? We can do anything we want. Okay. See, we can they're, do they're, anything. They're, okay. they're terrible. Hell yeah. Knock, knock. Who's there? Voodoo. Voodoo who? Voodoo you think you are asking me so many questions. <laughs> Stop knocking on the door. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough of the silliness for now. Anyway, that's uh, some of the ones. I, I thought there would be a lot of really funny knock, knock jokes, but it turns out they're more for young kids. Well, listen, I don't know if you saw the uh, the editorial in today's Duluth News Tribune, uh, but I, I really am beginning to like this guy more and more all the time. Tom Bach. Now he's out of politics. He is no longer Senator Tom Bach. But he spent 28 years representing northern Minnesota at the state capitol. And he is speaking out again uh, in a former senator's view today in the Duluth News Tribune about the fact that Joe Biden... And the federal government has placed a 20-year mining ban on 225,000 acres in northern Minnesota. It may feel good to some. This is Tom Boxbot speaking now. He said, it may feel good to some, but the only thing that accomplished was to push a looming crisis for Minnesota and the nation 20 years further down the road. The hypocrisy and contradictions with this nonsensical solution are mind-boggling. He said, if we agree that shifting to a cleaner energy source is a priority for our nation, then this was a terrible, short-sighted political decision. It locks away one of our most potential tools for transitioning to clean energy sources, combating social and environmental injustice around the globe, and yes, also protecting the Boundary Waters Canoe Area's wilderness from its most imminent threat, climate change. The ban is the result of political fear-mongering. It takes one of the world's largest deposits of minerals required 
for low carbon conver conversion off the table without even conducting an adequate environmental review of any real and tangible proposed projects. So it's uh, it's pretty good stuff that he uh, that he's coming forth with and uh, and laying it out to us. Listen, we have uh, we have our good friend George uh, Weller from Zenith Autoglass on the line with us and. Uh, George, this is a time of the year that you guys are really doing some fantastic things for people in the Northland that are finding themselves down on their luck a little bit. The uh, Twin Ports uh, food shelves, uh, this is the time of year when they really, really have a, t t a, tough, a tough time getting enough food in. And what you guys have done is you work together with the agents, with the insurance agents that provide business for you guys, and you've provided a venue for people to stop in at one of their local agencies, drop off some food. I'm going to let you explain it, how this program works, if you would, please. George Weller, Zenith Autoglass. Well, thanks, Brad. Uh, Zenithautoglass.com at the bottom is a, is a banner for Underbowl Twin Ports. And on that page, you can see who the participating agents are, and they're actually broken down by neighborhood, uh, West Duluth, uh, you know, North End, Superior, etc. And... Uh, you can drop off non-perishable food items at those participating agents. And the agency that raises the most in non-perishable food and financial donations wins a very nice glass uh, trophy bowl as the uh, Hunger Bowl Twin Ports Grand Champion. And this supports Second Harvest Northern Lakes Food Bank. It's a tough time for everybody. There are some that are, that are blessed more than others. And I would just encourage people to just, if you could do something, we'd sure appreciate it. For every $1 that you give, that's equal to $7 for the Second Harvest Northern Lakes Food Bank. And there is a link on that same Hunger Bowl page where you can make that donation. Twin Ports Collision Repair is one of our headline sponsors, along with Superior Lanes and uh, Tommy, Archer Coldwell, uh, Tommy Archer Team Coldwell Banker Realtors. But again, what helps the food shelf the most is a financial donation. Uh, they don't have to sort food and and that just goes the furthest, and it's so nice. One dollar is worth seven. That is so nice. So you can go to Zenith Auto Glass, their webpage, and and you have a direct link with the Twin Ports Hunger Bowl program. You can find out what agencies, what parts of town are doing this. and uh, Or, if you prefer, you can stop by their showroom. I think you've got a poster up with a lot of this stuff on it as well. Uh, or you can call... Uh, especially if you have glass requirements yourself and you want it done and done right. Zenith Auto Glass is easy to contact, 218-275-5555. Uh, you can call for service or you can f call just to find out how to look up uh, the places that you can donate, either uh, a monetary donation of a check or cash or uh, drop off uh, actual food goods. But it, it all goes to local people in the local community. So uh, it's a great way uh, for Zenith Auto Glass and all the insurance agents to all get together and really make a difference. So help them out this time of year. Now, you're going to also, at the end of this whole thing, George, you're going to also have a golf, or a, not a golf tournament, but a bowling, uh, kind of like a little bowling tournament. And people can put together teams for that, can't they? Yeah, they sure can. That's uh, March 11th at Superior Lanes. There's a, a competitive tournament, a three-man Baker-style tournament with uh, cash prizes for first, second, and third, and recreational bowling as well. 
for the $50 Fantastic. donation to the second harvest and uh, prizes and raffles and, and dinner. Don't forget the dinner. Oh, nice. Very nice. Well, again, folks, uh, th- this is a great community project that Zenith Autoglass is doing in conjunction with the insurance agents and some body shops and other people in the Northland. Uh, but go to Zenith Autoglass, their webpage. Uh, you can see the link there, and it's really a, a great opportunity to put a lot of uh, food on people's tables here in the Northland. Thank you, George. We'll check in again next week, see how things are going. But we got to take a break, uh, our Minnesota news break. KDAL time, 11.57. I've got 9 degrees at the Army Corps of Engineers. Got down to 2 below at the uh, Army Corps. Uh, currently, the wind is about 10 miles an hour out of the northwest. Well, we've had our uh, good friend Tom from Port Wing hanging on a long time, and uh, he's probably growing old on the on hold. So let's get him on here, Tom. Uh, good morning. Well, good morning to you, Brad. Um, I just wanted to quick weigh in on your lie detector test for politicians, and I do yeah. have a joke for you. Uh, real quick on the lie detector test: the reason they're inadmissible in court is because, you know, uh, uh, habitual liars are really good at defeating them. And I think a lot of politicians uh, would be classified as habitual liars. So I'm still with my drug testing for uh, politicians, and I'm dead serious about that one because that's harder to defeat. You either have the drugs in your system or you don't. And uh, so that's I, I still think we really need, if these people are going to be spending trillions of dollars and doing all kinds of kooky things, I at least want to know if they're under the influence or not. And uh, now I'll give you my joke. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of the Beatles and the Beatles song, I Get By With a Little Help From My Friends. Oh, yeah, sure. Since Ringo Ringo Starr turned 80, they changed that. uh, Now it goes, I get by with a little help from (laughs) Depends. You have a good day. Uh, Yeah, that's... (laughs) With a little help from Depends, that's good. That would be the senior. Uh, that that should be the anthem for seniors. <laughs> that's good. Well, in fact, uh, we're getting some on the line now, Kenny. You asked uh, people to help us out a little bit, and we are getting some jokes. Uh, and and when we come back, hour number two, we'll get into a few of those here. So thanks a lot. Keep them coming, folks. Uh, we'll be back. Afternoon edition coming up shortly here on Sound Off on 610 KDAL.